Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. Wanted to make sure that everybody is aware before we get started. The podcast is going to be moving from every day on the master feed of Scattered Abroad to, I think only on Fridays or Saturdays. We haven't really nailed down what day of the week yet. So if you're wanting to be able to continue to listen to this show, you need to go and find the main show's feed. And that is, let's see here, going on a tangent, or you could type in open and close parentheses, and in between those you could type in g.o.a.t, GOAT. Monica, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Glad to be back. Yeah, we um, we had a... Uh, a wonderful time yesterday discussing what we would do with, uh, I believe it was Eric Edholm. Yes. Yeah. And his draft was actually pretty good. Um, Lance Zerline, or Zirlin, is the guy that we're doing today. I don't really know how you say his name, but I, I might hate this mock draft the most so far. Um, and we can talk about... Why? Okay. As we go through it. But I just... I think there there's a danger, and I'm not saying that's what he's done, but I think there's a danger of trying to force picks sometimes. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's what he has done. And you cannot... You can't move the board whatever way you want it to move. You have to do what you think that team would do. Right? Right. That doesn't all... Go ahead. I I just read over this just a tiny bit, and it it seems like he had some fits in mind, and he manipulated things to go the way he wanted it to go. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think it, it's going to be seen pretty quickly. So, Monica, why don't you start off talking about... Um, what you would do if you were doing a mock draft start to finish, kind of your mentality, your approach, how do you try to get into the head of 32 different, you know, staffs? I have not done any mock drafts this year. I've been really, really busy uh, with a lot of other things going on in my life. But like last year when I was doing one, I kind of, glanced over the rosters to just trying to get an idea what I thought the needs were outside of, you know, what people say the needs are just kind of, I'm geez, I was decently familiar with the prospects. Just kind of look over the prospects and then I just try to, you know, mix and match based on that. Uh, there's, I also pay attention, you know, the Falcons like to stay in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, think about that kind of stuff. The Patriots, the Ravens, the, well, I said the Redskins, the Commanders, they like Alabama players. Carolina yeah. likes Auburn players. Like these, these are some things that I keep in mind uh, as I mock draft. So, I think I do pay a little bit more attention to that than probably more people do, but those are just a few things that I think about. Yeah, nobody's going to get every pick right. You oh, know, no, that, definitely It's never going to happen. But I do, I like the people who seem to get the players right. If you get the players that are going to go in round one right, I don't care about where you put them. 
that mm-hmm. to me tells me you're on par with thinking like an NFL owner would think and like a GM and a coach. And you're and, on the same page, just not the same team. And that's exactly what you want in a mock draft. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. So as we start, uh, the first pick, according to Lance, and this draft, by the way, just so I've made sure to, to publish everything, was published April the 4th. So about 15 days ago, uh, 16 at the day that you're listening to this, those of you who are listening, but he says that the first pick is going to be Bryce Young. Now, I don't have a problem with this pick. I'm going to pause the, the, the mock draft that we've got going on up here so we can see what's going on. I don't have a problem with the pick because a, a lot of people have stated that this draft has one of the weirdest quarterback classes. And maybe since Sam Darnold's class, where there were four quarterbacks being talked about and everybody was kind of all on the quote-unquote same page that there was no clear number one pick. Mm-hmm. Now that looks foolish now that we know that Josh Allen was in that class. Um, he wasn't even talked about in that group, if I remember no. correctly. And we are looking at a class now where you can say what you want. You texted me about this the other day, and I think we should talk about it here before we move on to pick number two, because I am going to keep it at Bryce Young. Okay. I made a dig at Bryce Young the other day. I got his years in college wrong. He played yes. three years. Um, but I made a dig at Bryce Young that I'm going to push back on with him in some ways because of the fact that I'm worried that his situation at Alabama was so good. Mm-hmm. And he had such a good team, such a good coach. Was it really that Georgia was just that much better? Or is there an argument to be made that Bryce Young may not be the best quarterback between C.J. Stroud and Bryce? It's a lot to think about. I know, right? So I need you to answer it now. No. Um, <laughs> no. But I think that's the, that's the question. If I'm an NFL owner, if I'm an NFL GM, I'm looking at Bryce Young and I'm asking the question, why? I mean, did he win a Heisman? Bryce? Yeah. He, I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did. You know, I knew Matt didn't, Jones. Didn't he was, and Devontae go back-to-back? I don't know. I thought Caleb Williams was this year. Last year, was it Bryce Young? As Monica's looking that up, let me just point this out. A quarterback at Bama that is supposed to be the best quarterback that Bama has ever had, and I agree that Bryce is the best quarterback that Bama has ever had, um, in the Saban era especially, I should feel more confident in taking him number one overall. But I'm just not, because I'm worried that he's going to get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. But is that is that going to be as much of an issue in Carolina as it is, as it would for sure be in Houston? Not as much, which is why I feel confident saying he can go number one or go number two. But I've heard multiple podcasts, and we're we're not all experts by any means. Even the podcasts that have the the you know most traction, the most views and views and everything else, right? But I've heard multiple podcasts, including former GMs, 
who are speaking and saying, if you took Bryce's brain and put it in CJ's body, mm-hmm. he would be the number one pick. It would be unanimous. Because Bryce and CJ's abilities, throwing the ball and everything, are very similar. They're very similar. Right. The problem that Bryce has is he's just a little small. And I'm not saying it's impossible. We've, we've talked about it on the podcast. I've shown the statistics for the quarterbacks that have played in the league that have been very, very small and very, very tall. But I'm, I think you have less of a thing to worry about with Carolina. But I just struggle to think that Carolina moved all the way up from 9 to 1 to select Bryce Young in, in the hopes that he would be the one Bama quarterback that will not be injury prone like Tua has unfortunately been. Stick around for my rumor mill because Tua is a part of that. I was going to say, we that. really need to get into the rumor mill. Um, or that he's going to be as, as talented and as structured and as good as Jalen Hurts, who mm-hmm. just got paid. And, of course, Monica and I debated about whether he was overpaid or not, but I, I struggle to think Bryce Young fits that bill. However... As I throw it to you for comments on that, I will keep the pick because the rules that we have laid out this week are that the top five picks are really not going to change much unless it's just egregious. Right. So, go ahead, Monica. I get what you're saying about Bryce. At the same time, I'm thinking about and I'm let's just get this let's just get this straight. I am in no way comparing Bryce Young to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I'm not saying that. But right. part of the things that made them so great were their brains, were the way that they they were able to look instantly and capture everything the defense was giving them and make changes accordingly, you know, and dissect right. the, the living daylights out of all these defenses. Can Bryce overcome his small stature? Um and become that type of player. I'm very interested to see. I think he has a better chance in Carolina. But we'll see. Right, I well you, I'm not giving up on Bryce. I'm not saying that you have to yet, but I, I think that if, if you told me Bryce Young was going to go to the NFC South in Indianapolis, I would be okay with it. If he was going to somehow end up in Tennessee, I would be okay with it. Mm-hmm. But Houston and, and Carolina, they concern me in that I don't know why we're, we're talking about, you know, I don't know why we're talking about it being a guarantee that this is this is great for Bryce. I don't I don't agree with that. I think mm-hmm. that Bryce is going to struggle wherever he might be because he's got to play the Buccaneers defense twice. Mm-hmm. He's got to play the Saints defense twice. He gets to play the Falcons defense twice. Um currently that's not very much to be afraid of, but they have gone out and they've tried they got Calais Campbell, they signed Bud Dupree. They have made some moves. So, you know, we, we can't keep talking about Bryce Young. I know we could talk about it on the whole podcast, but you oh, have pick number could. two, and Lance Zerline, or Zerlin, he has what might be the most egregious number two pick that I've seen this week, and it's not because I don't love the player. We're on record as being fans of this guy. Oh, definitely. 
But it's not my right to make the choice of whether we're going to change the pick or not. That belongs to you. So, Monica, Lance has Tyree Wilson, the edge player, going to the Houston Texans at two. Um, And here's his analysis, and um, then I'll throw it to you. If the Texans miss out on Young, they might not be a lock to take Stroud. With needs along the defensive front and two 2023 first-round picks, the choice could be between Wilson and Will Anderson Jr., your thoughts? Yes, the choice could be between Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson. It could be. But, but it's not, right? I mean It's not. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's I've got to change this. It's CJ Stroud. Okay, so we've got back-to-back quarterbacks going there then. Uh, let me unpause this draft here. Which means at 3 we come to, and I, I don't disagree with that. At three, the Arizona Cardinals select Will Anderson Jr. Um, I'm not going to change that because I feel like this is one of those situations. If you are the Cardinals and you do not come away from this draft with a blue chip pass rusher, you have wasted your off season. Yeah. But um, I here's where. I gave you, I should have taken the odd the even picks. You got all the juicy stuff so far. Um, <laughs> here's where things, in my opinion, derail. This gets wild. Right so, here. Lance has the Baltimore Ravens selecting at number four, and you might be thinking, "No, Michael, you're you're thinking of the Baltimore Colts. They left in the middle of the night and became the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts." No, no, I, I know who they are. They're not picking in this slot, according to Lance, because they've traded for Lamar Jackson, is what he's saying. He says if a trade is going to get done for Lamar Jackson, you would think Baltimore would like it to happen before the draft, especially if the deal is with the Colts, who hold the fourth overall pick. It would be hard to pass on Stroud in this spot. Monica, your thoughts? He manipulated. this This is where I was really starting to think. He manipulated what Houston did so he could get C.J. Stroud to fall here. Yeah, is Lance a Ravens fan? Like, this would be like if last year um, I tried to force Kenny Pickett to be there when it was guaranteed that he would be the number one pick. Now, that wasn't the same case, but if we needed the quarterback this year, it would be like if I loved C.J. Stroud so much, so it's like, you know, I know that the Raiders need a quarterback at seven, but they're going to take a kicker. And... You know, somehow, wow, C.J. Stroud is there at 20, and the Steelers, they have selected him. That is so lucky. This um, is ridiculous. I agree. What are you What are you thinking? Do you, we can keep the Colts here. We can say this trade doesn't happen, and you can either keep the same player or change the player completely. What do you want to do here? Okay, I have a lot of things going through my head. I can see this trade actually happening. Okay. So the the Ravens are going to stay at 4 you're saying. I can I can see it happening. I can see the Colts not liking what we've got going on and they get Lamar, they are going for Lamar Jackson. I can see okay. that happening. In that case, the Ravens would have to go quarterback. But we do need to remember I should have said this. Uh, we do not have C.J. Stroud on the board anymore. Right. So you're saying they have to go quarterback. The Ravens are the ones taking the the you know the pick here. Who are they selecting? 
I think that they are going to select Anthony Richardson. Okay, so I'm going to keep the Colts where they are. We'll just remember when we get there because they've they've jumped around. It's fine. Um, It takes more time to build a trade than it does to just select a player. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so in this scenario, the Seattle Seahawks are now on the clock. The Ravens have their quarterback of the future in Anthony Richardson. Um, They also apparently have a first-round pick next year. Uh, and I think they still own their first-round pick this year in this scenario. That's what has to be the I'm case. A, yeah, I I'm correctly. assuming so. I hate this next pick, too, and I've, I've seen it all week, and I've, I've not changed it all week, but today I am going to change it. Thank you. I am going to change it because I don't, I don't buy that Jalen Carter to the Seahawks makes a ton of sense. And I think you're at a point now in this draft where – the Lions need a quarterback potentially, though I don't think they should get one. The Raiders need a quarterback. The Bears don't need one. The Titans need one. And the Texans, they've taken C.J. Stroud in this draft. But, you know, if you're trying to prevent somebody from trading up with Detroit at six, I think Seattle has to take the guy that is on the board that is considered a project in some people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to play right away. And it's Hendon Hooker, not Will Levis. Wow. I know. I I believe very much so that Hendon Hooker is rising up the draft boards. That's one of the rumors that I keep seeing circulating every day, and I don't feel like putting it in the rumor mill because I haven't heard enough traction on it yet. But since this is our podcast, my show, to be the host, and you're guesting with me today, we can do whatever we want. Hendon Hooker to the Seahawks because you get that coveted fifth-year option with mm-hmm. Hendon Hooker. You know he's going to sit a year. So if he doesn't go in the first round, most quarterbacks have to be paid by year three. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, then, if Hendon Hooker has one good year of production in year two, you got to pay him. But he's going to miss his first year almost completely. Right. So take him. Yeah, yeah, it's at five, and he might be there at 20, but you don't know that. And right. you know that he doesn't have character issues. You know that you know, you've got Geno Smith there and Drew Locke to be a backup for another season if you need it. You, you can make a luxury pick here. So I'm going to say it's, it's uh, Hendon Hooker there at five. That puts uh, the Detroit Lions on the clock at six with, you know, a top four player on the board. But in this draft, Lance Zerline has them selecting Devin Witherspoon. So Can, um, can I say that I have been a big fan of Hendon Hooker for a long time? Was he going to be your pick here? No. When Maybe when did I first fan? start talking to you about Hendon Hooker? I think before last season began. Yeah. He was he was going to potentially have a very good year at Tennessee. I remember texting the um, texting the associate minister at our congregation. He's a big Tennessee fan. Preseason, I said Hendon Hooker is my preseason Heisman. Uh, pick and then he broke out if he had not torn his ACL and stayed healthy I think Tennessee makes it into the playoff over TCU oh yeah because I don't think they lose that other game that they ended up losing without him I think they win that game I think Hendon Hooker wins the Heisman because his numbers were ridiculous he had 30 more touchdowns than he had interceptions Mm -hmm. um and 
I know this is controversial, and I'm a big Ohio State fan. I know you're a big Bama fan. But I think there is an argument to be made where Hendon Hooker would have been the number one pick that Carolina. And you know what? What if Carolina, they haven't met with Hendon Hooker. They haven't done anything really with him that's, you know, out in the open. What if this is the closest we're ever going to get to draft day, and it's Hendon Hooker no matter what? And Bryce has been told, don't, you know, don't worry about your pre-draft visits anymore because you're either going two or four. You're not going anywhere between. That would blow the draft wide open if Hendon Hooker was the number one pick. And I'm and I'm going to miss it, and I, I would miss it, and I'd be so sad. I know. I'm going to have to watch it silently while we're listening to Ben Rector. Um, you know, well, I will be I will be umpiring, so I won't be able to watch anything. Put silently. a headphone in your ear. Just not allowed. <laughs> well, you have the right to make this pick. Uh, it's Devin Witherspoon. I don't. I'm not a fan of it, but it's not my choice to make. I think Devin Witherspoon is being talked about as the number one, you know, cornerback because he's a ball hawk. But he's I, not. He's not my number one cornerback in this class. I I agree. I don't think I think Devin Witherspoon and it, it's just been within the last month that this mm-hmm. has happened. I think Witherspoon is another Jeff Okuda waiting to happen. I can see that. So what are you wanting to do here then? Okay, I definitely want to change the pick. I'm just debating in my head whether it needs to be Jalen Carter or Miles Murphy. Um you want to make that call between those two cuz I don't know. <laughs> Let's let's say Miles Murphy because okay. I have I have a very neat you know thing to do here. Um, Go for it. So we'll say it's Miles Murphy, uh, which means that at number seven uh, again Lance got a little trade happy and decided that the Houston Texans were going to trade up. This is ridiculous. With the Las Vegas Raiders for Will Levis. In what universe do the Raiders need a quarterback, need a quarterback, not just want one, but need one? In what universe do they need a quarterback and trade with the Texans? Like I, I, So I'm changing this pick, and I'm taking Jalen Carter. Are the um, Raiders? Yeah, it just makes sense. He's got character issues. So the Raiders, the, the trade doesn't happen with, with Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Carter goes to the Houston, or not to the Houston Texans, excuse me. He goes to the Ra- Vegas Raiders, um, because the Raiders have, have always had character problems. They've always had issues with that kind of thing. So they wouldn't blink taking Jalen Carter. The only thing that would make them blink, in my opinion, is if Anthony Richardson is there. Mm-hmm. I think that will make them blink. But we now shift back to you at pick number eight. It is Christian Gonzalez. And I don't know if you want to change that or keep it. The Falcons have made a bunch of trades for corners, uh, a bunch of additions on the defensive side. This I, was made before that, but what do you want to do at eight? Uh, I'm torn. I like the Christian Gonzalez thing, but I'm going to – I mean, I like it. I've, I like it, so I think I'm going to keep it. Okay, so I'm I'm good with that. Let's see here. I mean, I see I see someone on the like right there on the board that I would rather have at this point, but 
I can't hate on that pick, so I'm just going to keep yeah. going with it. So at pick number nine, he has Lucas Van Ness. I I don't I don't get the love with Lucas Van Ness, especially can I know Tyree Wilson wasn't available in his mock draft, but Miles Murphy was, and he just like Miles Murphy has fallen out of favor with some of these guys, so I'm I'm gonna change the pick to Tyree sense. Wilson. I agree. Um, I, with, I think that I makes can, sense. He's the best player yeah. on the board, and now the Eagles are on the board at ten. He has them taking Peter Skaronsky. We have been very vocal on the GOAT podcast about our hatred of Peter Skaronsky at tackle. Not as a player, but at tackle. But Monica, it's not my pick. What are you going to do at 10? How badly do the Eagles need a tackle, though? I mean, they, they could did put lose him... Isaiah or Isaac Simialu or something. That's in right. Off, they in lost the off him. Season. Because he so, could slide in, he could slide in as a guard pretty easily. Right. I think I'm going to leave it. I think I'm going to leave it there. Okay, so Peter Skaronsky is going to go here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the Titans are on the board, and in his draft, he has them taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. I concur that they need to take another receiver. I concur yeah. that Traylon Burks needs another guy. I concur with all of it. So I'm not going to change that pick. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's the best receiver in this class. There is no doubt about that. Oh, a hundred percent. And that brings us up to the Texans at twelve. Now he had the Raiders at twelve taking a tackle, but the Raiders we didn't do that trade. So what are the Texans gonna do? Are they gonna take Darnell Wright or are they gonna take Paris Johnson Jr. or just a completely different position? Paris John- Paris Johnson Jr. Okay. For sure. So the Jets are on the clock at pick 13. And according to him, he has them taking Broderick Jones. I like that pick. And so yeah. I'm not going to change it. I don't have any issue with that, particularly. You got to protect your quarterback, protect Aaron Rodgers. Um, it hasn't been made official yet, but by the draft, it should be. And if it's not, what are we doing, you know, in Green Bay and yeah. New York? So pick 14 is your selection, Monica, and he has the Patriots taking Anthony Richardson. He's not on the board, so you do have to change this pick. So who are you going with here? Why would they not? I mean, I think we should stay quarterback and just go Will Levis. Okay. So and we're going to say that Mac Jones has completely fallen out of favor. Yeah. All right. I'm good with that. Pick number 15, the Green Bay Packers are taking Dalton Kincaid. I'm not going to do that to them, though, because I did not think he would be here. I don't think anybody thought Devin Witherspoon would still be here, and Jair Alexander is the shutdown corner on one side, which means you'll test Devin Witherspoon on the other. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a recipe for disaster. They have Eric Stokes, so Witherspoon could even play in the slot. I'm going to take Devin Witherspoon there for the Packers. That's a really good place for a ball hawk type. Yeah, so you've got the Washington Commanders at 16. By the way, the Packers, according to Lance, took Dalton Kincaid, but we we weren't going that route this time for some variety. Uh, At 16, Paris Johnson Jr. is available, but he's not available for us. That was the pick for the Washington Commanders. So, Monica, what are the Commanders going to do at 16? They can't do what Lance said. Well, uh, you kind of gave what I was wanting you 
gave me what I was wanting, Dalton Kincaid. Okay, so. Kind of just fell right into my lap. And that means that the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock, and they are picking at 17, and he has them taking Deontay Banks. Um, What on earth is going on? I don't even know. I'm not going to take Deontay Banks. I'm going to make uh, what what could be considered very controversial considering how I have spoken uh, about this the last couple of times, but I'm going to take Lucas Van Ness. Here's the facts. T.J. Watt is in a family that has unfortunately been very injury-prone. Mm-hmm. And he missed several games last year. He has missed games throughout his career. We need a rotational piece. We need a guy that can come in and play. And if T.J. Watt continues to be hurt left and right, the Steelers are going to need some insurance. But they also need some insurance if Alex Highsmith does not re-sign with the Steelers. He Mm -hmm. is up for a contract after next year, I believe, uh, or after this season. You've got to get him signed long-term between this time and next year. And if they don't do that, you know, they tried to go get Bud Dupree. They they tried. It didn't work. He wanted a one-year deal. The Steelers don't do one-year deals. They do two-year deals. They want some control. Right. So I think Lucas Van Ness is a perfect prospect piece for the Steelers because he's already used to not playing full games, so you're not mm-hmm. having to expect that of him. He is – he fulfills a need that I did not expect to be there. And I think cornerback – I was talking to my dad about this the other day – I think cornerback is one of the deepest positions it's ever been in this draft. Is that mm-hmm. is that crazy? I mean, I agree. Okay. So I think you can wait till 32 for a cornerback if you want to go that route. Do you agree with that pick, or did I mess it up? No, I, I, I agree with you on that pick. Okay, so that means that pick number 18, the Detroit Lions are on the clock, and they select, according to Lance, Michael Meyer. Do you want to change that pick or keep it? I'm okay with that. I agree. I think they've got to get a tight end, and since he's there, why not? Yeah. Okay. At pick number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock, and they're taking Nolan Smith, according to this. I don't have a problem with that, Mm -hmm. Um, but I I think that's more of a championship bias. So I'm not actually going to take Nolan Smith. Interesting. Okay. Um. I, I think they need pass rushers, but I also think they need to protect these quarterbacks better. So I'm going to take Dewan Jones, offensive tackle from Ohio State, because the tackles are running right now. Interesting. So that leaves you on the board at pick number 20 with the Seattle Seahawks. They made a big splash earlier when I drafted uh, Hendon Hooker for them, and now they're on the board again. And according to Lance, they're taking Miles Murphy, but they, they can't. He's they not can't. there. So what are they going to do uh, at pick number 20? That is tough. I'm just looking at... I'm thinking, okay, <clears throat> my eyes are drawn to Brian Brisey yep. right off the bat. Yep. I really think that's probably where they're going to go. Okay. I agree. I have no problem with that. 
At pick number 22, because the Miami Dolphins tried to tamper with Tom Brady and they lost their first-round pick because of that. And then Tua came out and made a statement that will be in my rumor mill in just a few minutes. Uh, that is baffling. The Chargers are now on the clock at 22 because the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick. And is there any better selection than not what Lance did? Um, Lance, Quentin Johnston is still on the board. Jordan Addison is still on the board. Um, Lance has Jalen Hyatt as the next best player, which means that the Chargers double-dip into the Tennessee wide receiver pool again. They took Josh Palmer a couple years ago. Um, that That is not what they need to do. If anything, Quentin Johnson would be the pick. He would have to be the pick. This I'm is, taking this, – go ahead. The further we go in this mock draft, the more – the more I'm cringing. This is so bad. Yeah. I'm taking Bijan Robinson. I mean, that's the, fair. Austin Eckler that's does fair. not want to play there anymore. They're not in love with Isaiah Spiller. And unless something's changed with Isaiah Spiller this offseason that we just haven't heard reported because Austin Eckler's the smokescreen, mm-hmm. Bijan would be the guy either this season or next to just take over. Mm-hmm. So. At pick number 22, the Ravens are back on the clock because the Colts traded out of this draft to get Lamar Jackson. He has Zay Flowers, which he is also in our rumor mill. We'll talk about him in a few minutes, too. But he has Zay Flowers going to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Monica, you have been on record as saying Quentin Johnston is not necessarily high on your board. Yeah. But is he really that low? Like, is is Quentin Johnston, does this make sense for Jalen Hyatt and Zay Flowers to go before Quentin Johnston? Because I thought Jordan no, Addison would I be the No, I think that's ridiculous. Pick. Yeah. So what are they going to do here at 22, which is technically pick 23, for the uh, the Baltimore Ravens? What are they going to do here? In this one, we gave them Anthony Richardson, and I'm – Running through my head, I've got Derek, uh, I've got Quinn Johnston in my head, uh, Derek Hall, and Brian Branch all running mm-hmm. through my head right now. They do need cornerback, so Branch could play that cornerback for them, that slot spot. Yeah, he can play that slot. I'm thinking that they will probably. I'm thinking Brian Branch. Just, and that helps. And that's their and I. Th- feel like it's that Bama bias coming in again, but there's no reason they should pass on Quentin Johnston to this point. Yeah, I agree. So now the uh, Minnesota Vikings are on the clock, and they, according to Lance, also make a trade. Um, Because the the Bills have traded up for Bijan Robinson, uh, but Bijan Robinson's not on our board, and I'm I'm gonna hopefully qu- squash this narrative right now. What gives anybody the impression that James Cook is not going to be the guy this year? He had fallen out of some favor in the beginning of the season, but he was ramping up. They came out on record and said we like James Cook a lot for next season, and I think they finally realized Josh Allen cannot run the ball in cold weather. You've got to have that bell cow back. Don't waste a premium pick at, you know, trading up with the Minnesota Vikings just, what, four spots to get a running back when you could get Jameer Gibbs at 28. I think that them 
letting Devin Singletary walk was a huge signal that they really liked James Cook. Yeah. So I'm going to change this pick. I'm not keeping the Bills there. They do not trade up in this scenario. Um, And so I have to think about what are the Minnesota Vikings needing to do? And there's a lot that could be said because in a bunch of mock drafts, it's Hendon Hooker that would be the pick here. But Hendon Hooker's gone, been gone for almost 20 picks. (laughs) So the Minnesota Vikings watched two cornerbacks walk out of their lives this past offseason. They let one of them go in free agency, and they told another one, your services are no longer needed. Mm -hmm. Joey Porter Jr. is just sitting there. Yeah. However... The force is strong within me to not take a cornerback and to take a wide receiver. Interesting. And yet at the same time, I think my wide receiver would surprise everybody because I am starting to get the impression more and more Quentin Johnston will not be the the second wide receiver off the board. Mm -hmm. So what do you need if you're in Minnesota? You have Jay Jettas, who is an all-around threat. Right. So you either need a big body, which, of course, Quentin Johnston fits that, that bill, but so does Justin Jefferson. Right. Or you need a smaller body. Why don't you get a smaller slot receiver who can literally catch everything his way and just take Josh Downs, which is what I'm going to do here. Um, that makes a ton of sense if you are the Minnesota Vikings to say, okay, Josh Downs, you're our guy. We know that Justin Jefferson is number one. We can move Josh Downs wherever we want him to be. He does not have to be a number one threat but he will be one wherever he is. Monica, right. is that a pick that you would have made, or do you think I messed it up? I I see it. I see it. I my, hesit, my hesitation with Minnesota is what are they going to do without Kirk Cousins next year? Yeah. So. I think they'll mortgage the farm. And literally move heaven and earth to try to either trade up to the number one pick or number two. Or there's there's some other rumor mills that we're going to talk about. We have to get through this so I can get to the rumor mill for this to all make sense. But <laughs> there's some other rumors rumor that are going mill. on that I think is very possible to happen that mm-hmm. would turn everything on its head in a mm-hmm. good way for the Vikings. So I think they can make a luxury pick there. Um at pick 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock, and they are selecting Joey Porter Jr., who is still on the board, surprisingly. Uh, Monica, is that a pick that you're going to keep or change? Change. Okay. Who are you going to take jo- instead? They need, another, they need another weapon for Trevor Lawrence. Quentin Johnston is right there. Yeah. All of their wide receivers are very older in the league. They're not young guys anymore, and so I agree that if you can get a, if you can get a guy, that makes a ton of sense. The New York Giants are on the clock, and Brian Branch is available. Um, I'm I'm not keeping this pick here. I don't think that it makes any sense to do that. You've either got to give um, wide receiver a lot of consideration here, or you've got mm-hmm. to go a completely different player other than Brian Branch, who, of course, is not on our board anymore. Right. But I'm, I'm going to go a little crazier here and say, you know, Joey Porter Jr. can make a ton of sense here for the Giants. And that's what I'm going to do. Uh, breaks my heart as a Steelers fan to do that, but I'm, I'm saying Joey Porter Jr. Pick 26, Dallas Cowboys select Quentin Johnston, but no, they don't. He's no longer on the board. So, Monica, who are the Cowboys going to take at pick 26? Uh, 
he he has been picking Quentin Johnston. They do need another wide receiver because Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb aren't cutting it. Right. At the same time, they need it. They're in a division with Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts. Yes. And Drew Sanders is available. And so is Kalai Jacansi. Mm-hmm. And so is Derek Hall. Yep. Kalai Jacansi. Okay, I like that pick. I hate it because the Steelers can't do it at round two, but I like the pick. I'm going to keep this pick, um, the, the player at least at 28, because he won't be there in round two when the Bills pick next, but he has Minnesota Vikings, of course, because of a trade that they made taking Drew Sanders, which, again, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm going to have the Bills instead take Drew Sanders and replace Tremaine Edmonds. At pick number 29, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock, and they, according to uh, Lance, take Luke Musgrave, which might be the most egregious pick on this entire mock draft because Luke Musgrave is not the next best tight end available after Michael Meyer and Dalton Kincaid, in my opinion. No. Monica, what are you doing here at pick 28? Um, not keeping that. I am thinking I'm le- I'm I'm going between Anton Harrison mm-hmm. and Jameer Gibbs. That's kind of where my brain is right now. You want but me to break th- the tie? I'm thinking that Anton Harrison is probably a more pressing need, especially because of Jonah Williams. Yeah, I would agree with that. We'll take Anton Harrison there then. At pick number 30, which is technically pick 29 in this draft, but pick number 30, the New Orleans Saints select Kalijah Cansey, but they can't do that because he's no longer available. So what do you do? Alan Kamara has some problems, so you could technically say, hey, let's go running back. Um, but I'm I'm going to give them Darnell Washington because Will, Will Carr, Derek Carr loves throwing to the tight end. He loved Darren right. Waller. And right. had Waller stayed healthy, Waller had more of the receiver's body. Darnell mm-hmm. Washington has more of an added advantage of an extra tackle and an extra lineman, or an extra lineman and an extra receiver. So I'm going to give him to the Saints, which means at pick number 30, really pick number 31, Keon White, who is, this is the first time I have ever seen Keon White's name come up this in a is mock ridiculous. draft. Um, this is, is, is slated to be the pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. Monica, what are the Philadelphia Eagles going to do instead? Now, earlier, I had the chance to take Nolan Smith for them, and I just didn't. Or I think you had the chance, and you just didn't. Um, So what are we going to do at pick 30 for the Philadelphia Eagles? I think that you go Derek Hall here. I would agree. Derek Hall in this defense would be incredible because – he was a beast in that Auburn defense, and he had nothing around him. So he was being double and triple teamed all the time. Yeah. So what can he do when he's not being double and triple teamed constantly? I'm very interested to see. So in this scenario, the Kansas City Chiefs are picking at 31, and the Las Vegas Raiders drafted you know, Jalen Carter. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs, according to... 
Lance are taking Cedric Tillman, which, again, no. why would they do that? Um, uh, and listen, <laughs> listen to this. This is hysterical. Tillman totaled 17 catches for 352 yards and two touchdowns in games against Georgia and Bama in 21 when he was fully healthy. With his high ankle sprain behind him, this is a steal. But there are healthier players available that are better than him. Mm-hmm. Production-wise. So, I'm the Kansas City Chiefs. My tight ends are all basically off the board. Right. I have to face off against Jalen Carter twice a year now, so I'm going to take the guy that went toe-to-toe with him and kind of kept him in check, and that's Osiris Torrance. Good And pick. I will continue to build the offensive line again for Patrick Mahomes. Um... So that those are our picks. Um, we'll go quickly through them, and then we'll get to the rumor mill. Uh, pick number one, Panthers selected Bryce Young. Pick number two, the Houston Texans selected C.J. Stroud. Pick number three, the Arizona Cardinals took Will Anderson Jr. Pick number four, the Baltimore Ravens and the Colts made a trade, and they selected Anthony Richardson, and the Colts traded out of the first round uh, and probably the second for the next two years. At pick number five, the Seattle Seahawks selected Hendon Hooker. Pick number six, Detroit Lions selected Miles Murphy. Pick seven, the Vegas Raiders selected Jalen Carter. Pick number eight, the Atlanta Falcons took Christian Gonzalez. Pick number nine, Tyree Wilson went to the Bears. Pick number ten, the Eagles selected Peter Skaronsky. Pick 11, Jackson Smith and Jigba went to the Titans. The Texans at pick 12 took Paris Johnson Jr., probably the best pick that they made other than the quarterback. Pick number 13, they took Broderick Jones for the Jets. Pick number 14, the Patriots stood pat with their hatred of Mac Jones and took Will Levis. Uh, Pick number 15, the Green Bay Packers selected Devin Witherspoon, who had fallen to them. Pick number 16, Dalton Kincaid goes to the Commanders. Pick number 17, Lucas Van Ness to the Steelers. Pick number 18, Michael Meyer to the Lions. Pick 19, Dewan Jones to the Bucks. Pick number 20, the Seahawks selected Brian Breesey. Pick number 22, because the the Dolphins do not have the number 21 pick. The Chargers selected Bijan Robinson. Pick 23, Brian Branch went to the Ravens. Pick 24, Josh Downs to the Vikings. Pick 25, Jacksonville Jaguars selected Quentin Johnston. Pick number 26, Joey Porter Jr. to the Giants. Kalijah Cansey to the Cowboys at 27. At 28, the Buffalo Bills took Drew Sanders. 29, the Bengals took Anton Harrison. Darnell Washington went to the New Orleans Saints. Derek Hall to the Philadelphia Eagles at 31 and Osiris Torrance to the Kansas City Chiefs at 32. Monica. We basically changed this guy's entire draft. We basically did. Lance. That was on, terrible. Man. That that was... This was yeah. my favorite mock draft that we've done. I didn't hate it. I liked the formatting of having us being able to change, you know, a couple of different picks each other. Yeah, I liked that. Time to talk about the rumor mill. And today was a doozy. So, I need to go back and find where my rumor mill began. Um, While you're doing okay. that, do you mind if I go on a little tangent for a sec? <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Talk about the talk about the Saints. Or not the Saints. Talk about the NBA. I have actually got to put my dinner in the oven, so go ahead and do that. Okay. So, I have since I was a very, very young child, been a massive NBA fan. Michael Jordan was my guy from the beginning. As a result, I like the Chicago Bulls. I like Steve Kerr. However, 
Steve Kerr as a coach, when he was coming out and defending Draymond Green, it was disgusting to me. What Draymond Green did to Sabonis, I believe it was game two. I, I cannot believe what Draymond did. It, if you've watched the clip, uh, Sabonis is on the floor, and they're all kind of under the basket, and he it looks like he puts his hands up close to his face. It appears to like he's trying to defend his face from from getting stomped on and and then he put accidentally gets his arm around Draymond's foot. Well Draymond tries to pick up his foot from Sabonis's grasp and he steps on Sabonis's chest and pushes down. That was one of the worst plays I have ever seen in the NBA. And to see Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, all of these guys come out and say, well, Draymond, you know, he's, a, he's really a good guy at heart. Good guys don't stomp on people's chests like that. You're gonna I'm sorry. Me. You're going to hate me because I totally disagree. <laughs> I um, cannot believe he did that. You, you did see, though, that the guy, like, literally grabbed his leg and started twisting it, right? He was, it looked, I've watched that clip at least a hundred times, it feels like. Yeah. It looks like he was trying to block his face from getting stomped on because they're all there under the basket. <clears throat> I t- However. I, I just do not see it that way. Um, I'm, so. I, I think it's a complete overreaction why on not Draymond's just do, part. Why not just cover your face then? Why do you have to like cross over this guy's <sighs> leg and then start rolling over with it? I don't I don't like how that situation was handled at all, but there's still no reason for him to stomp like that. I will agree with that. Now, I do think anybody that gets hurt should have the right to retaliate, but not in that I will agree that it was an egregious level of retaliation. Mhm. Um I will let me bring this up since we're talking about basketball and then we'll move on to the rumor mill. Um I think Anthony Davis should not have been allowed to do to Ja Morant what he did and blocking no. him in such a way while Ja is mid-air. That yeah. he did, and it ended up – I thought Ja broke his hand in half when I watched that replay. It was, it was pretty bad. And this whole, this whole NBA playoffs has been very injury-prone. But for Steve Kerr and Clay Thompson <coughs> – Sorry, I used to really, really love them, but what's that Batman quote? You die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yep. I'm sorry. Those two right now in my head are the villain. You cannot defend Draymond and say, oh, he's just a good guy. No, 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 no. Okay, so... Here are the rumor mills for today, and let's let's save the, the juiciest two for last. Okay. And that has to do with Tua and Trey Lance. Okay. Rumor number one. UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet wrapped up his visits with the Bucks today. 
He had 30 visits with the Cowboys, Chargers, Bills, Bears, and Raiders, and worked out privately for the 49ers. Rumor number two. That's actually not a rumor. It's just fact. Allen Robinson passed his physical in Pittsburgh, and the trade with the Rams is now official. He is a Pittsburgh Steeler. Rumor number three. Alabama edge Will Anderson Jr. visited with the Seattle Seahawks today. Anderson is one of the best and cleanest prospects in the 2023 NFL Draft. Seattle owns the number five overall pick and brought in Anderson on the final day for visits. That makes me feel like they tried to hide it as long as possible, and then they were like, last second, let's bring him in. If the Texans are not sold on taking a quarterback and they're really listening to picks, why wouldn't the Seahawks say, we don't have to pick at 5-20? and 20. Let's pick at 2-20, and 20, and let's trade our fifth pick and our second rounders this year and next or whatever to move up to number two. Or and they let's could go give and them, try that. They could give them 5-20. and 20. Yeah, on. you could do that as well. Num- uh, number four, right? Room number four? Or is this number five? Yeah, number four. Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers was in Texas today to work out with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes at the request of the team. Flowers believed his pre-draft process was over after visiting the Titans on Tuesday until the Chiefs called. Yeah, yikes. That would be interesting. Rumor number five, Bama versatile defensive back Brian Branch visited the Giants today. A potential first safety off the board, he's also visited the Texans, Commanders, Raiders, Vikings, Lions, and Eagles, while also doing the Falcons' local day. Rumor number six, Deontay Banks, who has had meetings or visits with nearly every team. I didn't realize that. He ended his tour with the Bills today. He's also visited of note the Commanders, the Saints, the Titans, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Texans, the Giants, the Bucks, the Eagles, the Jaguars, the Bears, the Steelers. Oh my! Um, <laughs> like I mean, he's he's been everywhere. The he's next been room, everywhere, man. Um, running back from TCU, Kendra Miller finished up a third consecutive week of top thirty visits today as he's meeting with the Lions. He also visited with the Jaguars and Panthers earlier this week. Hmm. Next thing that actually just did happen. Former Eagles or former Falcons wide receiver Olamide Zacchaeus signed with the Eagles today. Now the, the juiciest of the day. The juiciest of the day. An NFL GM came out and talked about this specific rumor saying it would take a very strong offer for this to happen. Trey Lance has been made available for trade, it seems. The San Francisco 49ers are fielding phone calls for Trey Lance. I think we need to talk about something I meant to put in our trade earlier, that if... A deal that I thought we had worked out, but I'd worked out with another GM, that if both of the quarterbacks ended up being starters somewhere, I might need a little more compensation because I did not know that was going to happen. No, um, I had no idea that that was going to happen. So we need to talk about those details at some point. It won't be much, but I think we need to hammer out some details on that because this has changed drastically from what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and an NFL GM said this would take a very strong offer to land Trey Lance. Did... The Falcons are a team that intrigued me with this. Not the Falcons, I'm sorry, the Vikings. 
The Vikings are a yes. team that intrigued me with this. Yes. Um, you can go and get Trey Lance for a song, comparatively speaking, over the next mm-hmm. two years versus trying to get Caleb Williams or Spencer Rattler or any of the other quarterbacks next year. Right. What do you think this means for Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold, by the way? Okay, so this is very – this was shocking to me when I saw this because there was – also, that rumor that Brock Purdy's not going to play because his his elbow won't be healed. Yeah. It was his elbow, right? Yeah. Okay, so... I think he had Tommy John surgery. That's what I was thinking. I just couldn't remember. Um, I is Are they saying Sam Darnold is the guy? Like, Until Purdy is healthy, on? I guess. Or, yet again... Zach Wilson, we believe, will be moved. Um, Trey Lance, it appears, will be moved. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot can change here. What if, what if out of nowhere, uh, I believe the 49ers have first-round picks starting next year. What if out of nowhere, after round one is over, the 49ers signed Lamar Jackson? Then we wouldn't have to work on trade compensation at all because Brock Purdy wouldn't be a starter. Exactly. And so Trey Lance would be traded and the compensation stays the same. But what if that happens? I think that's a conversation worth discussing at some point. Maybe not tonight, but at some point. Right. Um, that's the biggest rumor adjacent to the biggest rumor, um, yeah. which is that Tua Tungvaloa came out today and said that he had considered retiring during the concussion problems that he had been having. It, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, that makes me very, very, like, concerned. Um, because they went all in this year with Tua. They did everything that they could to provide a roster for him to succeed. And now he's literally coming out and saying, I don't know if I want to play or not. I didn't know if I wanted to play or not. And I think he should retire, personally. Because yeah, you and I both talked about that, and we both thought he needed to retire. Yeah, one more concussion, and it's over. I mean, for him, in my opinion. So, yeah. what does this do to the Miami Dolphins quarterback plans? I would, if I was to, uh, unless they do some significant upgrades to the offensive line, I'd say, peace, dude, I'm out of here. What are some uh, what are some thoughts that you have on the Trey Lance and Tua Tungavaloa rumors? Trey Lance to Miami would be wild. Yeah, and I guess anything would be on the table. Trey Lance, what if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers and they trade for Trey Lance? That would be insane. What if the wasn't Broncos... Trey Lance the second quarterback or the third quarterback taken in the class that took Zach Wilson? I think so. <laughs> What if the Broncos decide that they hate their draft picks, even, you know, once they have draft picks again and they get Trey Lance? You know, get rid of them picks all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that kind of concludes today's episode. We've gone about an hour now. Um, you know, that's that's a wonderful time for us to probably stop. And Monica will probably be back again for Friday's episode. Uh, We're working out the details on all of that. We're going to cover one more mock draft, 
And then I think what we're going to do all next week is just break down day by day my final seven-round mock draft of the 2022 NFL season. We're going we're gonna to work backwards. I'm, I'm smarter than I look this time. We're going to do every round, you know, leading up to round one. So, um, what I mean by that is I'm going to do a mock draft for every team, but then Thursday morning's episode is going to be my final first-round mock of the 2022 NFL season. Monica, I send you mock drafts more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Would you give some credit, like put some like, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, you want some credit on your name? Uh, to just like some validity to me being able to do like some put some trust in the listeners, you know, ears. Why should they listen when I make a mock draft at the very end? Because I've made a bunch of them, but why yeah. should they listen to my final one? Michael, in his last one. He he puts a lot he puts a lot of thought into all of them, but that one he takes more. It seems like he takes more opinions and and more thoughts. And not saying he doesn't do that in all the others, but it seems like it just comes together pretty well. Uh, I I remember one. It seemed off the wall at the moment, but I remember Clyde Edwards Hilaire to Kansas City. I remember that one, and that one wasn't really talked about. I don't really remember that being talked about. And we had discussed it. You had sent it to me in a mock draft, and I was like, okay, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, And when I it happened. You, I think you texted me, and you were like, no way. Yeah. And I said, just wait. And then it happened, and it didn't work out. But the, the pick is not whether or not the pick works out. The pick right. is did I get it right, or did I get the player in the in the first round? Um Last year, last year you did real, you did really well from what I remember. I mean, didn't get Derek Stanley, but I don't think anyone got Derek Stanley. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, and I do know that I've. I think the last couple of seasons, other than twenty twenty two, because of Derek Stanley, I think I've gotten five to seven of the first ten picks right in the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking like, oh, those players go. I'm talking teams too. Yeah. Um, I said for months Trey Lance was going to the 49ers after they made that trade, you know. Yeah. And people called me crazy for that. Well, that's exactly what happened. Did it work out? It's subjective at this point. You we'll know, see, if they yeah. Do, if they do trade him and he ends up being a star quarterback, then, yeah, the pick worked out, just not for the right team. So, Monica, do you have anything else you want to add to this episode before we call it quits? I think I'm good. All right. Well, I'm going to mute you for the remainder of this episode while I give everybody the information they need. Uh, Monica, we are very thankful that you were with us again. Look forward to having you back on the podcast tomorrow. Don't forget about our live stream that we're going to be doing for rounds two and three. Uh, Monica and I are going to do an, a, a pick-by-pick analysis of the first round and of rounds two and three as they're happening live. And so if you're wanting to watch us instead of the draft analysts, I don't know why you would pick that, but we would be happy to have you. And so you can find that on my personal Facebook page. We're going to be going through StreamYard. You can join in. And you can give us questions. We'll answer them in between picks. We'll do what you guys want to talk about. Would love to do that. Also, don't forget, you need to go and subscribe to the other show, the actual Going on a Tangents podcast show. It's on all major podcast platforms. You can find it everywhere. And we want desperately 
If you like listening to sports content, you need to go over there and subscribe so you can continue to get the daily shows for football especially uh, this fall. I'm going to be taking a break three weeks after the draft. I've, I've made the determination. Three weeks after the draft, Monica and I are going to plan out some shows for those three weeks that she'll be able to do with me. We're also going to plan out some shows that just I will be doing where we're going to analyze every pick, go over every undrafted free agent signing. We'll do some fantasy football content because your mock drafts uh, for your dynasty leagues will be picking up at that point. And we're going to want to be able to give you everything that you need as you're going into a dynasty draft. So until then, take care.